Dude, I'm so freaking ready. Let's You're so go. freaking ready. Let's go. Oh my gosh. Well, we're going. Hello and welcome to Love Drunk. I am your host, Charlotte Rose. Wow, guys, we did it. It is the last episode of season three, season finale. This is the episode that all y'all have been waiting for. A very special episode. Y'all. Casey Dunn is here on the podcast. My man's is on the podcast. Hello, everybody. (laughs) How's it going? Here on Love Drunk, we do allow the guests to pick the poison and anything is on the table except for... Gin! That's right. We do not drink gin here on Love Drunk. If you want to drink gin on a podcast, then start your own podcast. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, I'm so, I've never been so nervous for an episode of Love Drug. I'm very nervous. I don't know why. Me too. Don't worry. We're, we'll just be nervous together. It's okay. fun. Cheers. Cheers. Very quietly cheers. Um, So speaking of cheers and speaking of not drinking gin, um, what are we drinking? Uh, we are drinking a Scotch Negroni. Uh, For people out there who don't know what Negronis are, classically, they use gin. Mm -hmm. Gross. Gross. (laughs) More like Negrosis. Yeah, no. (laughs) And then red liqueur bitters and sweet vermouth. But instead, we switched out gin for scotch. And I like this a lot. Um, The first one had too much bitters for me. Yep. But you have the bitters in mind for the second one. And it is downright delicious. Dare I say it. Really? Yeah, I like it. Okay, I'm a big good. fan. And this is also another thing I really like about Love Junk is people choosing the drinks. And so some things that I wouldn't have otherwise, I'm like finally trying. Like, honestly, we went to a concert a few weeks ago and I ordered a whiskey ginger. I never order whiskey when I'm out and about. And mm-hmm. I ordered a whiskey ginger because of Allie and Jeremy. True story. True story. Allie Rosenstein, who did Whiskey Neat, and um, Jeremy Potter, who did Picklebacks, and then we sipped on some Whiskey Gingies. So I'm I'm learning to expand my horizons, and it's all really great. So so Casey's my boyfriend. Yay! Good reaction. Good reaction, (laughs) bubs. Um, I do kind of regret not giving you a code name because I feel like I give everybody code names. But then in the first episode, I just said your name because I was like, I plug my social media every single day and I tag you and like everything. And so I wish I had more of a like a like a bubs reveal or something. Yeah, mystique behind it. I know. Um, I guess right now we could reveal that my name is not Casey Dunn. (gasps) It's actually... um, Lawrence Dawn. <laughs> so it's still so it's D O N N. It's D A W N, like the Dawn. Oh, okay, so Lawrence Dawn. Yeah. Okay, so your last name is also fake. Every part of me is fake. Okay, did you just come on to podcast and tell me that? Yeah. What the heck? I'm yeah. I actually suck. 
<laughs> in reality, I'm not as cool or suave as you've come to expect. I'm sorry. Well, you're wearing the my favorite shirt that you wear. Yeah, it's yellow, but my heart and soul are black. Okay, well, um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Casey and I are broken up now. Um, it went so poorly, sorry, so fast. Lawrence, Lawrence and I are broken up now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so we're dating, right? Yes, we are. Okay, correct. And we've been dating for um, almost coming up on a year now. Mm-hmm. Eighteenth. The eighteenth of October. We're nearly there. We're practically there and we met on a dating app yes we did mm-hmm. which sometimes i'm still like that's weird shout out to hinge shout out to hinge hinge sponsor us <laughs> hinge buy us nice things it worked out really well yeah i tried to do that when i deleted my hinge by the way casey did not delete his hinge he nope. just deleted he deleted the app but he did not delete his account i'm still out there he's still out there <laughs> message me i won't message back some days I like think about that and I'm like, it would be really funny if someone I barely knew like reached out to me with screenshots of your profile being like, cause I've, I mean, I've done that before. Yeah. I've, I've reached out to people being like, Hey, just so you know, like it looks like y'all are still dating and he's definitely on this dating app, but I do remember what your profile looks like. And I feel like at this point your pictures are pretty old. So not pretty uh, old, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, if I were to have a dating profile, I would have at least one photo of me with longer hair. <laughs> that is true. So if you see him on Hinge, don't be alarmed. Um, if you are alarmed, you can send it to me and I will be able to confirm um, that it is literally the exact same profile that I saw. But I tried to, when I deleted my profile, I tried to I tried to get that Hinge sponsorship. I tried to be like, Here's a very cute story of us, and we did meet, and it did work. Share our, yes, you do have permission to contact me. Yes, you do have permission to share my story. And they didn't give us shit. They didn't freaking care, They didn't freaking dude. give us shit. I'm going to tag them in our anniversary post, though. <sighs> We're so attractive. We're what are we so doing cute. wrong? We're so cute. We're so sweet. Uh, yeah. I posted a picture on, on my story of us kissing, and so many people responded to it like, oh, my God, that's so cute. And I'm sure some people thought it was gross, but they didn't say anything. I just wish detractors would speak up as often as the people who ship us. That's what I wish. (laughs) Yeah, I really wish people would reach out and be like, nah, this won't last. (laughs) You guys suck. (laughs) Y'all think you great because you're going to a wedding together? Gross. Uses too much tongue. (laughs) Could you imagine posting a picture with just (laughs) Just, so much tongue? Just a lot of tongue. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so you so you were on the app. Yes. What was your tell uh, tell me about your your thought process when you got on Hinge before we met? Okay. Let's see. So it was it was middle of the like the tough the tough portion of the pandemic. It's gotten mm-hmm. easier, really. <laughs> uh no, but it was like June, July. when did we when did we start talking on hinge like end End of of... july beginning of august i think yeah Yeah. so i hadn't been on for too long but it was like my second time in the pandemic going on to dating apps whoa yeah because i normally like my strategy was download the app Mm -hmm. use it for two days become grossed out and then delete it (laughs) 
So you didn't meet up with anyone the first time you downloaded it, or did you? No. Okay. I didn't. Nope. Um, You're not in trouble if you did. I just want to know. No, I did. First time I got on was like a tester phase that got me ready for the second time because I was so lame. I was so lame the first time. I was just writing things like, hey, and like, what's up? It's good to meet you. What are your like hobbies? And like people on dating apps want crazy shit. That's so, I think that's so cute. (laughs) But they, yeah, but it wouldn't have worked. But also, I don't, yeah, I don't, I truly don't know if you had, like, liked one of my pictures, if I had said something and you were like, how are you? What are your hobbies? I don't know. I don't know how well that would have gone. No, 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 no. Instead, uh, like, we started talking about starting, like, a, I don't know, all sorts of random, terrible businesses and yes, stuff. Yes, that was our, that our running joke was that we were on Hinge to find a business partner yeah. for all of our really terrible business ideas. So what it started, started with was, and I, I remember, because I saw your profile, and there's that picture of you in Canada, and you were so cute. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's cute. Oh, he's 6'1". Oh, he's, <laughs> oh, he's close. Oh, yeah. he's in North Dang, Hollywood. He's Dang, nearby. So, checked all the boxes right away uh, for that. And then I remembered the thing that really stuck out was you, it was like, respond to this if, and it was like, respond to this if you love swing dancing or you're currently reading a good book. And I responded because I was reading a thriller. Mm -hmm. And I also saw on your profile that you loved like horror movies and like you like wrote horror and I don't know if you said that you I see you were I a writer so. but or maybe you said something maybe you didn't maybe actually you... I actually am pretty positive I put creative director for the company that I co-run because oh. I knew that that was more attractive than saying I was a writer way more attractive to say that like I'm a creative director of some company <laughs> okay, I think that that probably came out later when we were talking. Yeah, I think um, so. But yeah, and then another thing was you were like, you choose. It was like, here are two date options you choose. And one was eat Pad CU and a horror movie. Yep. And I was like, oh my God, he cited Pad CU. That's my favorite Thai thing to eat. Mm-hmm. Thai thing, Thai dish. Uh, but, <laughs> and then, um, or find the most exclusive speakeasy we can find i think and i loved both of those options and i was like all right i'm gonna reach out and tell them about this book and then we talked about the book and we talked about oh that's yeah because i was talking about how it was a thriller and you said that you you like wrote horror and stuff or stuff like or you wrote you were a screenwriter and um Mm -hmm. and then we were gonna start like a deep eddy smuggling business or something like that and then we we had a lot of really great business ideas that we were looking, we were just looking for partners for. I can't believe none of them have gone anywhere. I know. <sighs> We've been together for almost a year and we have not started a single business together. What are we doing? What the heck are Ta- we doing? The time is right. <laughs> but yeah, so that was like, so I started looking on Hinge as well as like, a few, I th- I did Hinge and Coffee Meets Bagel. And Coffee Meets Bagel was trash. Yeah, I did it once years ago. It and it awful. was bad. It was very bad. It was awful. Mm-hmm. So the second time I went on, I went, okay, I just need to be more bold. 
Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is what ended up finding success. A success. So were you at that time, were you like, I'm looking for a relationship in this, in the middle of this pandemo? Like, what were you thinking getting on the app? I was mainly on the app to talk to people, but I had started to find that I was more ready for a relationship. So... Right before, literally as the pandemic happened, I was like starting to be in a relationship and I'd realized that I was not ready for a relationship and I did not want to be in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I, I literally, because we couldn't see, like we, I was dating this person and then pandemic started and being able to see people ended Mm-hmm. And so I just called the person and ended it and felt like a total piece of shit. But I was like, I'm not going to wait three weeks to end this relationship. That sounds terrible. Yeah, what we thought was going to be three weeks. Lol. Could you imagine if you had kept it going and it just kept <laughs> extending? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I just want to do this in person, but I just can't ever see this person. Uh, oh my gosh. That would be awful. But... So yeah, so I spent a decent portion of the pandemic uh, single mm-hmm. and just like doing my own thing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. That's very awesome and cool. And basically, I'm just thrilled of any, like, you know, you had that old song, God, <laughs> God bless the broken road that led me straight to you. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, any any work you did on yourself that led to us being together is super cool. I was also doing work on myself. I had gotten out of a relationship at the beginning of the pandemic, like a month before everything shut down. Yeah. Um, So that was really tough and that was a really dark time. And Casey also knows the story of the re-return. And um, there was one time, I remember I told you about it and I felt so weird and guilty. And we had been dating for like a while at that point. And... I was like, I just have to tell him because someday if it comes out that like I had been thinking that maybe I was going to get back with my ex like very soon before he and I met, it's going to be so weird and he's going to feel betrayed. And then I told him and he like he didn't have any sort of reaction at all, Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like in a good way. And then (laughs) just a wet blanket. (laughs) You're just like. All right, cool. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> no, but I um, think that you you even were like, oh, so there was a little bit of overlap. And I was like, oh my God, no, no, gross. No, no overlap at all. And you were like, it, it's fine. Like it would have been fine. It's all good. Right. So I think that I had just really closed the door on something and was like, Okay, because I because I had spent a long time thinking that I was like ready and that I had completely walked away from this situation, um, yeah. And I hadn't, but a shitty thing happened and it really like launched me forward, being like, oh, okay, like this is fucking done forever, and now we're just gonna move on. And like during the pandemic, when I like during uh, I I call it like the height of quarantine is like when I was home and like I wasn't we weren't seeing anybody and I when I was home. I had friends being like, oh, you should get on, you should get on Hinge, you should get on the dating apps, you should just try to flirt and like, you know, just do it for attention, do it, dust off the cobwebs, whatever. And I just remember not, like, just being so opposed to flirting with anyone who lived in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I am so disinterested 
in flirting with someone who lives in Dallas, Fort Worth. Like I just truly, I cannot bring myself to do it. And so then when I got back to LA, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll download Hinge and I'll see what happens. And the first guy that popped up was someone I had hooked up with like two years prior. And it was like, he, it was, it was just bad. Like it was like, it wasn't not like it was a bad experience. Like it was, it was just a bad experience. Um, but I was like, this is so fucked. I'm deleting this app right now. And I didn't. And I persevered. And I was like, I'm going to be the bachelorette. I'm just going to be talking to everyone. And then you and I started talking and I abandoned literally every other conversation. I was Damn having. right. Nice. I was like, fuck these dudes. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. What's Casey doing? <laughs> um, yeah. And so then we, as everyone on the podcast has heard a million times, we had a, a Zoom date. Yep. And then we had a socially distant park date. And I was 20 minutes late and I brought coffee and my dog. <laughs> and then uh, and then we had an in-person date. Yep. That like happened last minute. It did happen last minute. Uh, so we both agreed to get COVID tested before going on our in-person date. Mm-hmm. And mine came through pretty quickly. But yours, it seemed like it wasn't going to come through in in time so we had agreed to do a zoom date instead Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden like 30 minutes before our zoom date was gonna start you got your covid test back Uh negative and i was like well i mean you just want to go like on a car ride then uh because i was obsessed with angeles national forest um and going up on drives up there so i was like that's a sweet spot let's do it and you were down i was down and I took you up there, um, and I was like, "Okay, grab that shovel. Um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go to this creepy, um, you have isolated no reception spot. up here." Uh, Nora Nora posted my location as could not be found and posted it on her close friend's story and said, "Guess she's dead." And Natalie responded and said, "Don't say that." Um, <laughs> And I didn't get back until, like, we stayed out late, late. Yeah, I think it was, like, 1 a.m. when we headed back. Yeah, and so it would have been, I don't think I got home until, like, almost 2. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um. So it went well. It went pretty well, honestly. I'm guessing you told everyone about the shooting star? I actually am trying to remember if I did. I don't know if I did or not. Uh-huh. I don't know. You Do you want to tell them about the shooting star? Oh, okay, sure. You tell them. Uh, so after... They hear me talk about, like, how... I, I tell all these stories about us all the time, so you can tell a couple. Okay. <laughs> so after we went and looked at the lights of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. very fun because that's where a scene from Point Break was filmed. And then... <laughs> and then we went and drove down the hill, uh, mm-hmm. down the mountain, and found this really cool place to park off. And I like opened my sunroof, and we sat on my middle console together and looked out the sunroof. And we're just looking at the stars because uh, Angeles is one of the best places and the closest places in Los Angeles to see the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. And so we were looking up at the stars. And all of a sudden, we just saw a streak of light as a shooting star, like, fell through the sky. And I was just like, I mean, I guess there's not a better time. And then we kissed. Both of us had the same thought of, like, we can't not. Like, we just (laughs) saw a shooting star. Um, And, yeah, I think it's so funny because 
I remember standing next to you looking at the lights like when we first got out of the car and we had been chatting and like it was going great but just I felt like we were so close but that distance was just so much because we hadn't touched each other yet like at all like not even in like a sexual way like I mean I mean we had hugged when you came and picked me up but Uh since then we really didn't like have any sort of and like now I just have my hands on you all the time. But um, so it was so funny because I feel like it was such a, a, a weird thing to overcome that. Like, I remember when I put my hand on your arm or something in the car, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like a, you were a mile away from me. And so I think that it was something where I was like scared to kiss you because it was like, oh my God, I like just touched you for the first time today. Mm-hmm. Like I just put my hand on your arm for the first time. And now we're like sitting up here and we're kind of cuddled and we're like, oh, this feels really nice. And then shooting. And so basically it was like the universe itself was like, kiss now. <laughs> you, you guys better kiss. You, you guys better kiss. You got to take advantage of the moon and the stars and the Milky Way and Mars and you got to kiss. You just got to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's going pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess that leads me to my first question. And my first question is, Casey Dunn, do you believe in love? <laughs> do I believe in love? I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I And I don't just believe that it's like a chemical reaction. I think that that's like an easy way to think about it. But I think that love is this like cool concoction of everything that it means to be human all boiled into one cool stew (laughs) (laughs) just i'm imagining like a little pot of stew wearing sunglasses it's just dope as hell it's just it's doing like a kickflip on a skateboard it's like i'm so cool yeah yeah have you always believed in love yeah i mean always believed in love yeah i think so i think like wait here you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a question to you okay okay you can ask me a question what like what do you think what do you think love is well i think love is yeah um love is love is is a cartoon with those little cherubs that's been running in the newspaper comics for like 60 years now that's exactly what i was wondering I, okay yeah, sick. yeah you now were just so it, scared dude. to ask any but you're like i know what love is is but do <sighs> but i really know is? no i well love is um like i i've mentioned this on the podcast before but you know it's my parents and like seeing them and and working as a like working as a partnership and and seeing them you know, kind of, it's not not them against the world, because obviously it's us as a family, but I just remember seeing them, like, making decisions together and, like, doing things in consideration of each other. And it's my dad driving to five different malls so he can find my mom season five of Sex and the City on DVD for her birthday. Like, you know, it's it's little things like that. And so I grew up in a very loving household. I always had a very loving relationship with my parents. We are a very communicative family. My mom and dad both came from families that were not that way at all. And so they really strive to make their family as communicative as possible. Like I was raised saying, I feel when you because statements to express myself from a very, very early age. Um, So I think that love is like understanding and it's very 
It's having an openness. It's having a shorthand. When my mom came to visit a couple of months ago, you know, we were kind of talking about all of the things, like the, just the silly stuff that my family says that's just like shorthand and sort of like, like the other day you said something about a fork and I said, fork you, Dixon. And that wasn't a joke that you and I have. That's something that I have with my family. And I was like, yeah, I could explain that to him someday. Or, you know, like I'll, ex- I will explain it to you one day. It's not a big deal, but it's also like not funny if I explain it to you. It's like right. really not. So yeah, I always, I, I like think of love as, a partnership and teamwork and communication and and things like that. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. So on my end, I remember one time I was, it was when I was meeting with one of my therapists and they were like, cool, we're going to make a family tree. And I was like, sick, my family's wild. Let's do it. And she was like, okay, um, your parents. And I was like, okay, so dad mom and they were she was like great are they together and i was like absolutely not and i was like they're divorced and how old were you when you were doing this this was like this was 2017 2018 okay somewhere around there so i was like 24 25 okay something like that maybe less than that no No, you're that's less than that 22 23 okay there you go somewhere around there yeah um and so I was like, uh, yes, yeah, so no, they're not together. And then I was like, okay. And then there's my stepdad and she was like, oh, okay. Are they together? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> and I was like, you're going to, you're going to notice a pattern, which is divorce. And like, that was just like my, the whole life. So like my parents got divorced when they were two years old, when I was two years old, when they were two, when they were two years old, uh, when I was two years old. And so that was kind of a norm for me was that and like my parents weren't very good at communicating their feelings and I do think that that led to me learning how to communicate mine later in life right Uh, and I've been on that sort of journey for the last few years because I was not taught how to do that that was something that I learned later so well, that kind of blows my mind because I feel like you and I communicate so openly and so frequently. And yeah, well, I think that that's what I mean, the other night I brought it up how and I mean, you agreed as well, but just how I was so thankful that that was something because also I had come from a relationship where I felt like I really couldn't say what was on my mind without fear of repercussion or fear of like, you know, it not going over well. And so I think that even now I still kind of have issue not I don't have issues communicating but I think that there are still some times where I'm like I should say this no I shouldn't no okay I'm going to and then I say it you know Um, so I think it's really interesting when I hear about that and you know and also I do think it's really awesome how much you have worked on yourself and it's very cool that you're always trying to better yourself and I think that that's super super awesome yeah I mean thank you I appreciate it but I think that's like that's what love is Mm -hmm. is it's just like it's that commitment. Mm-hmm. And like, if human beings are good at anything, it is commitment in a way. Like, I mean, I know that like constantly human beings fail commitments. Right. But like, 
we commit to shit. Like we committed to conquering and we committed to we like committed to horrible things consistently. Love is conquering. <laughs> but like at some point we've we've started to be like, oh well like love is something and for a long time I think it was something idealized that like hid a lot of darker stuff that mm-hmm. like humans were doing. But at some point, like, love is, like, the thing that we keep, like, we keep f- pulling back layers of shittiness of humans, but, like, mm-hmm. love continues. Yeah. And that's kind of a cool thing. That is a cool thing. And I feel like it gets, like, deeper and more realized as, like, one of the elements of humanity the more that we, like, analyze ourselves, our past, and what we want our futures to be. You're so smart. Aw, dang. You're so smart. Oh my gosh, stop it. Like, I'm not, like, I'm really, I was like, don't, like, infantilize him. Don't be like, you're so smart. But I was like, you're so smart. I I really, I think that that's awesome. And that's such an awesome way to look at it. And I think that um, I was always a kid that was, like, obsessed with fairy tales and, like, love stories and always, like, dreamed of having, like, my prince charming and all that and then you know you become a teenager and that's like less cool and I think you're kind of like starting to sort of have that little inkling of like no I should want to save myself and I should be a strong independent woman but also like I would love to be kissed right now actually that would be really cool and um especially like when my dad was sick like you know I was like it would be cool to have a boyfriend to like talk about all this stuff with um and then my mom told me years later that she was like yeah I'm really glad you never dated in high school because I don't know if I could have handled that on top of everything and I was like (laughs) okay mom that's fine I didn't have didn't freaking have any homecoming date or boyfriend or anything ever but like whatever does I'm so glad it was easier for you and like now it doesn't matter now Uh I'm like I went to I went to prom with John Tarver twice we had a great time. <laughs> Hell yeah. He was the episode before this. Yeah, he and we, was. And we talked about how um, this small world and how you had met each other years years before I met you. Mm-hmm. Many years after I met him. Dang right. Dang right, dude. Absolutely dang right. But yeah, so I, I, would, I would definitely categorize myself as like always kind of like romantic that was like dreaming of the future and being mm-hmm. like oh it'll be so nice like once I find someone to love that'll be cool and I think it was almost to my detriment in a, in a sense that I because of I think that I don't think it was entirely because of that but I think it it was a big reason why I stayed in my last relationship for as long as I did when I wasn't being treated well because I was like this is love and love is love is hard but you know you put in the work and you make it work and you are you become a shell of a human and that's what love is supposed to be <laughs> right yeah i like that makes a lot of sense i i know for me for a long time i was trying to like perform a version of love and it was a version that was taught to me by like especially film and I was taught like, oh, I need to be insanely jealous when something happens mm-hmm. or I need to be or like fights need to look like this, like intense and like oppositional thing mm-hmm. or any of these elements. And because I didn't feel comfortable with who I was, I didn't feel comfortable in like 
viewing love or relationships through my own lens. I had to view it through what other people represented it to me as. And so I think it took a long time to realize, like, oh, no, the reason that, like, people get in fights in movies and it's against each other is because that's more fun to watch than two people healthily fixing a problem. Yeah. And so it's not reality and it's not even, like, which is stupid, Mm -hmm. but, like, that's just the way it is. No, but that kind of is. And uh, I don't know. I, I mean... One of my favorite things about my favorite movie, and one of the reasons why I think it is my favorite movie about time, is that there's no, there's no, like, second act conflict that leads to the third act redemption, which is what is in every other rom-com, where Mm -hmm. it is always that they get together, and then some huge fight breaks them up. And then there's a third act redemption. Like in About Time, there is the issue. I mean, spoilers, this movie's so old, but not so old. But it's, <laughs> go see it if you haven't seen it, but uh, my favorite movie. But there is a, a little bit of an issue where he goes back in time to help a friend and then realizes that he has sacrificed meeting this girl. But that's like the only conflict and it's so- it's solved very quickly. And then it's just her and him like living their life and like being in love and like growing together. And like, yeah. I don't know. I think that it's so, it's so wonderful. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so, <laughs> this is so refreshing and it's so sweet and it makes me feel so nice. And sometimes I forget that that movie's about time travel. Like sometimes I'm just like, it's just a beautiful story about a guy and like, his the love of his life and the love he has for his family and his sister and the love he has for life itself and but yeah i i completely agree have have we ever gotten in a fight uh no i don't think so i don't think we have i think we've had like i there have definitely been times where i've been um where i've been grumpy and i've been kind of like there's been times where i've been grumpy yeah and then we can't talk through it and then it's just kind of yeah. And it's just kind of it. Yeah. Pretty boring, folks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, yeah, we, we have not gotten into a fight. No. Hell yeah. Communication. <laughs> Convenient. It's fucking sweet. I do think that the best advice that I've gotten about fighting, but also, and, and I do think it's important to note that, like, I don't think that the fact that we haven't fought makes us, like, better than anyone. And I don't think that that means that we're never going to fight. Yeah. Um, I think early on in our relationship, it kind of stressed me out. Whereas, like, we haven't fought at all. I think that there's a big blow up coming, like, because that's just how relationships work. Yeah. Again, <laughs> unhealthy relationship. But the best, the best advice that I have ever gotten about fighting is from Natalie and Aaron. And it was one of those times when my ex and I had gotten into a huge fight and he was completely icing me out, like was not texting me and we hadn't seen each other and and like for someone you text every single day it was I kept like waiting for him to text me back and he never did and um even when it was time to make up I was the one that was like can we talk and he was like if you want to and I'm like (laughs) okay and so what I see now is that Natalie and Aaron very much wanted me to break up with him right then and there. At the time, I was like, such supportive friends who are really trying to make me like look deeper into my relationship, which is funny. But 
Aaron and Natalie got me some ice cream, sat me down. We hung out. It was great. And they were like, when we fight, the main thing is that we are always fighting towards something. We are never fighting against each other. Mm-hmm. We are always trying to work out a solution. And even if we raise our voices or even if we get upset, it's always a conversation where we are trying to work through something. And we try our best not to say anything out of anger, specifically to hurt the other person, because that's not constructive. You can't be attacking people. You always need to be fighting towards something. And if someone crosses the line, you address it right then and there. It's not okay that you said that. Let us regroup, cool down, and freaking work towards something here, which was super helpful to me. And I think that that's a really great that's a really great way to look. And it kind of comes back to the whole, like, it's a partnership. It's, yeah, it's, you know, two people who just want the best for each other and also the best for themselves. And, and, um, and yeah. And sometimes you're going to fight and that's going to be, and that's okay. And sometimes I haven't slept very much and I'm really cranky and, um, <laughs> I get kind of sassy. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's, I don't know. I don't know if there is better advice than that. Like, that's it, dude. It's so good. It's so good. You're never fighting against each other. You should always be fighting towards something. And you should always be fighting, fighting towards a solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think that that's great advice. Shout out to Natalie and Aaron. Good thing they're like getting married or whatever. Nice. Good work, bros. Good work. Good work on their part. Oh my gosh. What's the next question? Oh my gosh. I guess the next question, usually I try to get a little bit more lead up. Oh, I'm so silly. There is a perfect lead up to this question in what I just said. Uh Uh-huh. Which was Natalie and Aaron got it all figured out. Good thing they're getting married or whatever. Oh, yeah. So my question for you. Yes. (laughs) Do it. You got this. You can ask this question to me. I promise. Are you going to get married and can I come? Charlotte, I've been meaning to ask you. I've been yearning for a blood connection. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen Malignant. If you haven't seen Malignant, y'all, you gotta go see, go see it. it. It is a time. It's the best. It is the best. And every... uh. Every time I see Casey, I put my little hand on his face and I say, all my life, I have yearned for a blood connection, which is an actual action and line in the film. And I don't want to spoil it for you because you have to just go and witness it and experience it. We had a great time. Yeah. Just know this movie kicks ass. Anyways. Okay. Uh, I, you mentioned that you'd be asking me this question yes. beforehand. Because I did feel weird about it. Yes. And here's my, it's like a pretty simple answer. Okay. Is if we, if we break up, you are not invited to the wedding. Cool. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, we stay together, bro. Yeah, you'll be there. Don't worry. I'll let you know. I'll let you know the date. Pretty simple. <laughs> That's the best answer I could have gotten. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, same here. Just yeah. you know, you didn't ask, but yeah, yeah. No, I'm, you, absolutely. I, no, exes are not invited to weddings. Mm-mm. That's a Mm-mm. terrible idea. So, you want to see what my wedding's like? You better freaking shape up. <laughs>
I get weird about these things. Also talked about this on the podcast of when you first get into a relationship and you're like, I think that this is also kind of different because we did start dating during a pandemic where you really had to announce your intentions kind of early on. Not even in the sense of like, I want you to be my boyfriend. But when we went on our second socially, or when we went on our second date, our first in-person but socially distant date, I think you and I kind of, I got awkward at the end because I was like, we're we're dating, right? Like we're, we have to say that we're dating because that's like such a, that was like such a dirty word before. Like you can't freak can't freak them out you can't like get too serious too fast and you gotta be really cool and aloof and you know whatever right but when you're limited to how many people you can see uh it's a definitely a different beast yes entirely and so and so we had to admit like that we were dating and then of course um when i was like oh i really really like him and if he ghosts me i will be so upset and you knew when that was happening because every time i would uh every time i would leave i would say well, if I never see you again, um, kind of as a joke, but it wasn't a joke. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so sad. <laughs> I know, but every single time you were like, I, what are you talking about? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> and I remember one time you were like, well, that means that something really horrible happened and we'll have to deal with that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember it, but, uh, but yeah, so it, so in the similar vein of that, it's kind of that fear of being like, if I tell this person what I want for my wedding, or if I mention a wedding, or if I say our wedding, or, you know, something like that. Sure. Is it going to freak them out? Are they going to get scared? Are they going to run off? Are they going to think that I'm moving too fast? But it's like, there are only two options for a relationship. Either you stay together or you break up. And those are the only two options. So best case scenario, we get married. Like, that's cool. That'd right. be That'd be great. Right, because, it, yeah, it's best case scenario. Yeah. This thing all went fucking stellar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, and especially, like, going to a wedding with you, and then also I just was with Natalie and watched her say yes to the dress, and I'm her maid of honor, and, like, Madeline Grace is getting married, friend of the podcast. Like, everyone's getting married. I've seen weddings. Like, I've had weddings on the brain, and I'm like, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, no. Uh-huh. Weddings would be cool. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. But if I shape up, right? If, yeah, if you shape up and give me long enough. Well, also, we talked about how we want to make sure that we have money for our wedding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so for me to get married, one, I just need to live the amount of life where I feel like, okay, I can do that at this point. At least, like, starting to feel comfortable with it. Um, like, right now, I, I get very uncomfortable with the idea of getting married. So that's probably not the right time to do it. Yeah, probably. But then the other aspect is that, like, I want to go really baller for my wedding, and, like, I want it to be a freaking party and, like, a fiasco. And, like, I want it to be freaking nuts. Uh-huh. And so I can't I can't do that right now. I don't have that money. I don't have money. that money. My parents don't have that money. Like My mom doesn't have that money. Yeah, like, no one's supporting. Like, I'm paying for my own wedding. So mm -hmm. I'm not thinking that anyone else is paying for it. So yeah, I have to have the money to front that. Mm-hmm. 
the good news is that we are on the same page about wanting our wedding to be hoopla and amazing and a fiasco and a party and I want it to be a fiasco for other people. I don't want it to be a fiasco for like I mean me, as the far bride. as like fiasco, I just mean like people get fucking crazy. Yeah. 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 Like my price range is like around forty thousand. Like that's what I think like is like a, a stable amount of money to like go crazy gotcha and you but you would feel comfortable spending that amount at a wedding if you had it yeah okay yeah exactly yeah absolutely taking notes that's like my goal for yeah also yeah should be like the that should be one of the top parties of my life like Mm -hmm. and i've done event coordination i've done that type of stuff so like it's gotta be a certified it's gotta be above and beyond well, it's yeah, going to be Casey and someone. Right. Yeah, all of my friends started getting engaged, and I think Casey got nervous. <laughs> well, it wasn't just that your friends were getting engaged. It's that, like, I was the best man for a wedding, and, like, that stuff does stress me out. Because mm-hmm. I am very much like, yo, I am super happy to be in a great, committed relationship. I can certainly, like, happy to talk about like weddings marriage that kind of stuff but i am nowhere near ready for that i am very much 26 like true to my core i am a 20 something year old every day and goes fuck i'm 26 it's great i love it i love it dearly Mm -hmm. and like I grew up in Utah. Everybody was idiots and got married young. Yeah. And, like, you get married young, that's cool. But, like, I think, like, a little dumb. (laughs) Like, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. You can direct message me. We can chit-chat about it. I don't care. But, like, I don't want to do that at all. And I think part of that is that I, like, my family divorced each other and right. stuff and like i don't know age had much to do with it mm-hmm. versus personality but i do know that like there's just aspects of life i want to live first yeah and i think that i mean that's how i feel about getting married and also like having kids like i want to have kids eventually and it stresses me out because my mom had my brother the day before she turned 27 and i'm now 28 and a half and i'm like not ready not ready not ready not ready no 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 absolutely not scares me scares the shit out of me but i know i want it someday yeah and like that's kind of the thing it's also i mean i think that it's very easy to kind of fall into something where and again like i want to get married and it'll be great and it'll be a party because i'm gonna fucking make it a party right but i think it's easy to fall into these things when you see this and you see this like love and you see all of that um but also i think that i I also just really think that a lot of people that got married young i only had an issue with it if they hadn't been together for very long and i think that that's another thing that stresses me out in the sense of like i'll love you and ooh, spoiled it sorry um oh man (laughs) I love you, but also, like, we're coming up on a year, and I'm so excited for all of the adventures we are going to have in the future, and there are so many things that I want us to have, like, first says as a couple and continue, and especially as someone, like, when we started dating during a pandemic, there were so many things we couldn't do for the longest time, so, like, our first trip together was so special to me, like, 
Sarah and Zane's wedding was so special to me because it was all of the all of the fun of ex- experiencing the love and the party of a wedding and like slow dancing at the wedding, but also like we weren't the ones getting married. You know, like it's yeah. there are so many um yeah, there are so many things that I'm just really looking forward to enjoying with you. So I'm no in no rush. You don't have to worry about that. Nice. But yeah, so you want it to be you want it to be a party, you want it to be a fiasco. I always ask people like you know, do you have any ask? Do you want it to like be a, in a certain place? Do you want it to? Do you have a? Do you have a color scheme in mind? Do you have? You know, these aren't just questions I ask my my committed boyfriend of almost a year. Fair enough. I think that a castle would be sick. <laughs> I could be convinced to get married in a castle. I just think something like that ridiculous would mm-hmm. be tight. I have no religion backing me, so I don't have a specific room I need to get married in. Right. I have, um, I also don't have a lot of family I gotta ship out, you know? I don't, I I kinda don't want a destination wedding. Oh, I am fervently for a destination wedding because I need people not to show up. (laughs) Like, you could simply not invite them. Yeah, but it's so many people that I have to not invite. (laughs) But it's going to be like that episode of The Office where they're all going to show up. That's like, I, that's the thing is like, oh, I'm not saying that I would invite them to the destination wedding, but like, it's easier to be like, oh, the reason I didn't invite you is because it's a freaking destination wedding. What, what's your problem with destination weddings? What's up? I think they're so inconvenient. For and it's who? also like, just to everyone. But that's why we got money. We pay for people to freaking come. Okay, if we can pay for people to come, then sure. I feel like you don't understand that I'm like my goal is to be rich in life. <laughs> like we bring, we bring Tio to the castle. Tio's coming. She's, okay, she's walking. She's walking me down the aisle. <laughs> she's my best man. Oh my gosh! Good. She she gives the speech. Oh, she goes. She gives a toast. She just licks my face a bunch and says, "Anyways." And everyone's like, "That was the best speech I've ever heard." Oh my god! Truly, my goal is just to be rich by the time I get married. No, I mean same. So I pay for all these crazy things, like my freaking groomsmen to get suits, so that they don't have to rent these trash ones. It's like no, they look slick. And that type of stuff. They're all tailored. Yeah. Custom made. There we go. Okay, cool. And that's how 40000 was spent just on the groomsmen. Oh, jeez, Louis. Okay, if you think that you'll spend 40000 just on the groomsmen, then I don't even want to think about how expensive the bridal party is going to be. It's going to be Christ. wild. Hair, makeup, first class tickets to... You keep saying castle, so I'm thinking Scotland, but like... Scotland could be cool... I don't know, like, Castle is just, like, the, like, A-bomb thing I can yeah, think of. Yeah, the most just, outlandish, I like. just think something really cool. Yeah. Like, for me, it's about certainly the couple, but for me, it's more about, like, the people. Like, it's about the couple and the people surrounding the couple. And so, it's, like, this strange bond that we all confirm by being in this experience together yeah i think that it's kind of like i always look at weddings as like i'm in love come to this huge fucking party to celebrate me being in love yeah isn't it cool 
have some cake and a party favor and the open bars that way, my friend. Yeah, and but I guess for me, like, I, I definitely agree. But that's why, like, I don't, like, for me, my family, I don't think that all of my family is, like, my family. Oh, no, same. Oh, my God, same. And so... I'm like, okay, there's those, and then there's, like, the friends who I know would fucking show up to that, and, like, that's who I need at that. Yeah, it's gonna be, I know that my family, <laughs> the family that I invite to my wedding would fit at one table, and then my friends would take up the rest of the space. <laughs> my yeah. chosen family would take up the rest of everything. Right. Okay, cool, we gotta get rich, and then we're gonna have a fucking sick wedding, or neither of us will go to each other's weddings. Right on. Nice. Thanks for going on that journey with me. Yeah, for sure. Are you starting to feel a little bit love drunk? Mm-hmm. I am. The loveliest of drunk. Yeah, I was telling Casey earlier, he made us refills, and I was like, I keep thinking that you're getting better and better at making this drink, but I'm just enjoying it more and more. Yeah. It's a good drink. Hey, there you go. I'm a scotch lady now. smoother by the sip. The drunker I get, the smoother it is. I uh, will say there are some drinks where they get worse for me as the evening goes. That and is I, true. Do you think these get better? What what are what, what's what's a drink that gets worse? I think that straight whiskey gets way worse the drunker I get because I run out of Cause like when I get drunk, I just want to do fun things, and whiskey is not fun to me. Mm-hmm. It's an endurance challenge with yeah. like a fun, pretentious spin on it, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. that's not fun to me when I'm drunk. I want to dance and drink crazy shit. Yeah, I I think that probably post wedding is the I you've been drunker since we've been dating, but I've never been there. Yeah. Like, you'll text me and be like, I'm drunk. And I'm like, why aren't I? Th- I want to witness it. Like, I want to see it. It's like my unicorn. It is. It's rare. It is rare. It's, I've got, like, two friends who I get drunk with. And it's pretty random when it happens. But they are my roommates, so. <laughs> so I just got to keep, I, I just got to <laughs> keep being there, dude. You do. You have to show up to the random three-hour dance party that occurs we had kind of one of those. It was it was close. It wasn't... I don't think it was it, though. But I had to drive home on that one. No, it was at your place. Uh, yeah, but it was in my place before we moved in. Oh, you're talking about that other... Oh, you're uh, yeah. right. You're right. We did have that... I don't remember why I It was I a lip sync challenge. I don't know. I think you were just... I think you were I, sleepy. I don't get drunk very frequently. I know because... You don't. Alcohol does make me more tired mm-hmm. um, if I'm just, like, sitting around a house. If I'm out and about, I get a little more amped from right. it. But it does make me a little more tired. And then also I've had negative experiences drinking. And so I, if I start to feel a little too tipsy, I shut it down fast. Right. Yeah, I would say probably the drunkest I, I saw you was after the wedding when we were at the second bar so it was wedding, drinking at the wedding, drinking at the first bar, drinking at the second bar, and you were not, you and I were both very drunk, and yes. we were dancing and singing to Kesha in the middle of a bar, and we were the only ones that were doing it. That is the best way to find me drunk, is out on the town. We just have never had that experience. Is like, it, we've, never yeah. had, we've never had a New Year's where I'm able to get plastered. 
Because, like, I love getting drunk on New Year's at a rooftop bar. It's freaking great. Well, I mean, off pod, we'll talk about it. I was going to ask you tonight about your New Year's plans. So we got to figure that out. I have no idea. I don't know if uh, I'll okay. be in town or not. We weren't in, We weren't together last New Year's. We weren't? We haven't spent a New Year's together. We've only had one. Yeah, I know. But we didn't spend it together. <laughs> yeah, it was like 0-1. <laughs> it's like, it's not a losing record yet. That's well, yeah, just... I know, but it hurts more. <laughs> we did facetime on new year's which was great we did and i was trash and you were trashed and so in your whole family was my trashed. my mother was especially trashed it, it was, was great. great it was very fun it was my very God. fun and then it was great because we hung up and then you texted me and you were like sorry if that was weird i can't wait to i, I can't wait to spend the year with you it was very sweet uh-huh. You texted me a very, very sweet message. Because yeah. my mom was like, oh, you like FaceTime. I thought you were going to like go and talk. And I was like, no, I just FaceTimed him for the countdown for like a happy new year. And she was like, okay, I just like, I just thought that, you know, like I just didn't know. And I was like, no, 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 like it's fine. It's it's okay. I wasn't expecting a long conversation. I knew he was going to get drunk with his family. My family doesn't get drunk. Dude, my family gets trashed. Like, I don't know why we do, but we do. And it's fucking great. I feel like my family is the minority in that. I feel like every fam, like a, a lot of my close friends, I meet them and I'm like, they're like, I went home and when I was you, for quarantine, we were drinking every single night. And and I was like, I did, I lost so much weight during quarantine because first of all, I was fucking depressed. Second, I wasn't drinking any, like I wasn't drinking at all. Yeah. Because my family just doesn't drink. My brother will make like fancy cocktails every once in a while and that'll be nice. But I was the one that was like pouring the champagne for New Year's and I was like, no one's drinking this? Really? Okay, well, I'll just pour myself another glass. <laughs> right. I So with my mom and and her fiance and my sister, we'll get trashed. Uh, with my dad and that side, I don't get, I don't get drunk. We've like had a few beers together, but... That's it. But that's a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a different vibe. Just a different vibe. It's just a different dude. vibe. I do want to get trashed with my dad. I do at some point, and my stepmom, Carrie. I think it'd be great. You will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it. Someday yeah, you'll do it. Well, we're just going to go to a concert and get fucking wrecked. That's Which my concert? Goal. Uh, I think The Killers, which would be fun because. Brandon Flowers will be not trashed, but we will be. <laughs> and you'll be like, shit, dude, he doesn't look a thing like Jesus. No, yeah, exactly. Also, Carrie, my stepmom, her boss is friends with Brandon Flowers and the Killers. What the fuck? And so we would probably get like backstage passes and I'd be trashed. <laughs> I'm already annoyed, but I'm like, maybe he'd invite me. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't like that was random that that happened. I feel like I'm coming across very like wealthy or something in this podcast with like my ambitions for the wedding and stuff <laughs> and knowing Brandon Flowers. It's like, yeah, no, it's great. Back, it's just very casual backstage passes. Yeah. It's all good. No worries. That's oh not a God. normal thing for me. That's just one. It's this fancy cocktail. It's making you extra fancy. It is. It's just making me a true fancy lad. A true fancy lad. Um. So usually on the podcast, I do ask about like past relationships and things. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to say, I don't want to hear that shit. But like, honestly, if you want to talk about it, you can't. You ask about what you want to know. I'm here. 
Well, usually, um, usually there is part of the podcast where, um, where I ask if you would like to low key curse someone. And when we low key curse people, we do not wish death or dismemberment. We just wish a mild inconvenience, such as I hope that they're out of your favorite latte syrup, or, um, I hope you eat pizza and it burns the roof of your mouth or things like that. So I'm wondering if you would, if you were interested in low key cursing anybody. I'll be real. I really don't. I know you don't. <laughs> I knew you don't. Like I, I wanted to ask it, but also I was like, no, nah, he's he's too he's too like he's grown. You know, he's like grown beyond it. Can can I like low key um hope the best for them? I guess. I just. It depends which one. <laughs> I know. I almost fell backwards. I truly all all of them. I I truly like mm-hmm. you know, I shared portions of my life with them mm-hmm. and that's for better and for worse, but I hope that every one of them finds all the happiness that they can and that that I have like, you know, much love, but I'm chilling. Yeah. My whole thing is, it's like, I hope that you live your best life and you just live it so far away from me. (laughs) That's kind of my big thing where I'm like, I hope that you are so happy and you are so good and I wish you nothing but the best, but I just hope that you experience that best just so very far away from me, just so far away from me, as far away from me as you can get, (laughs) but it's, it's the, but it's your best life. Yeah. Yeah. That's very fair. Low key blessed. I think that's the only time. Usually, people just don't do it. They just don't do it. They just don't do it, or they're they're just like, no, I I don't want to do it, and here's why. I think you're the first person to ever Loki bless someone. <laughs> boo, boo! I wanted to hear you shit talk because I never hear you say anything negative ever. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure never. <laughs> no, we go on rants. Mm-hmm. It's cool. We do love a good rant. We love a good rant. Great. I think we also talk very positively about a lot of things, but like you and I do be loving a good rant. Oh hell yeah. It's good <laughs> shit. Yeah. See, I just want to hang out with you and just like talk to you and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what that um um what if I did okay. Here's okay, okay, here's what we'll do. Let's do it. So we usually do rapid fire questions. We usually do that right at the beginning. That's like a getting to know situation. Um okay. but then I was like I don't want to do this with Casey because I want to talk about us dating. I don't want to talk about him kissing other people. Um, (laughs) But that's unrealistic. And I understand that. Uh Um, But we'll do some rapid fire questions. I'm just going to, I'm going to ask you and um, let's do it. So the first question is how old are you when you had your first kiss? I had to be like 15, 16, 15, 16. Good age. How old were you when you had your first significant other? I was, 17 okay but this wasn't the person that you kissed nope i like so i did end up dating that person but i would not say a significant other okay cool what is the weirdest place you have ever made out and or hooked up with someone (laughs) uh the culver city city hall in like the building yeah okay it may have been more than making out no i said made out and or hooked up with (laughs) okay it was hooking up because otherwise i don't think it's that weird to make out in like a city hall was it closed or was it open it was closed 
Did you break in? No, but like, it was like, not like closed, like you could walk around it, but you couldn't like... It right, wasn't your representatives. Like, it wasn't like 5 p.m. or something. Okay, okay. It was like later at night. Okay, so it was open, but it wasn't like open. Yeah. Okay, interesting. All right. Yeah. If you could give advice to your 15 or 16-year-old self about dating, what would it be? Okay, so I've done this with my therapist before. And normally I say I wouldn't give any advice because I need to make the mistakes that I make. Mm -hmm. However, if I were, it would be to never mix alcohol with hookups and to be really, really focused on like making sure the other person is as comfortable as possible. Because I think those are two lessons that while like colleges will pretend that they communicate well mm-hmm. enough are not ever communicated well enough yeah i agree dang mm-hmm. yeah usually people's advice is like just chill out just like freaking stop overthinking so much mm-hmm. no think more <laughs> think harder everybody needs to think more <laughs> shape up yeah that is very true that is very true Cause you were, I mean, like you were in, you were in a, you were in the film frat in college. I was. So he wasn't a frat. Okay, but a co-ed. But it wasn't, it was a co-ed frat. I mean, I was in the co-ed theater frat, but it sounded like your frat was a lot crazier. Uh, yeah. I mean, they were all, yeah, lunatics for sure through and through. <laughs> yeah. I think that we, we had a lot of parties that like was, it was kind of like, even if people weren't still in Alpha Psi, it was like. They hosted a lot of, like, fundraising parties and stuff, so people would just show up and give, like, $5 to the production, and then we'd all get wasted and hook up with each other and oh yeah, all that good stuff. I mean, I act like I hooked up with a million people at a million parties. Like, I did freaking didn't. I, like, made out a couple times. Like, I really wasn't, like... Uh-huh. <laughs> I really wasn't, like, the person that was hooking up at the parties, and I was always like, how do people just fucking do that? I just don't even understand. Yeah, I hooked up at, like, a couple of parties. But only twice did I make out with people, I think, that I didn't know before the party. See, I never made out with anybody that I didn't... Well, I mean, are we saying, like, they were a total stranger or, like, and you met them at the party? Yeah. Okay, see, I never did that. Ooh. Oh, I did. Twice. <laughs> Okay. 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 The fact that you weren't just like sitting in a room waiting for me is kind of fucked up, but yeah. you know, whatever. It's fine. Freaking trash. Yeah. Freaking trash, dude. What the yeah, heck? Dude. Hey, it's almost October like 31st. So it's almost the anniversary of one of the times I had a random hookup. <laughs> I can't wait to celebrate it. I will kill you. I can't remember the person's name. I'll have to find them. Was this the person who thought you looked like G-Eazy? No. Actually, that is three times. <laughs> I'm even better. You're right. Three. There was the time that somebody thought I kind of vaguely looked like G-Eazy. Because they were very, and they were very drunk, obviously. No, they weren't. No. No, no, no. They were not. Oh, not in like a, 
That was more of me poking fun of no, the fact that you I look know. nothing like G-Eazy, but also I don't like the implication of like, yeah, they were so wasted. Yeah, I definitely don't like the implication of that, but also they were not. They were like, they weren't, I don't think they were particularly drunk. Do you think they were just trying to? I think they were probably trying to, and I think also I was white and like tall and had short hair and like- Is G-Eazy white? Maybe, Yeah. I thought he was, like, Hispanic. No. Well, maybe he is. I don't think so, though. <laughs> I have no idea. And I think maybe I was wearing, like, a leatherish jacket. Leatherish jacket? Like, That's good enough. Yeah, I think the jacket had, like, parts that were leather and parts that weren't. It was a cool jacket. I'm trying to think of if I ever used any, like, lines or anything. There was one time, oh, I'm so pissed off. I, there was a time in college that I used a line. I can't remember what it was. You used a line to I used a line. say hey? Yeah. yeah. Well, I used a line to, like, seal the deal. It was like a, f- oh. yeah. It was something like that. But that wasn't even, honestly, I feel like most of my parties were just, like, makeouts and stuff. I don't think I ever really hooked up with anyone, like, at a party. I don't think I ever used lines. I definitely never had anything pre-rehearsed. Oh, I mean, like, I didn't have it. It came to me in the moment because I'm a very talented um, writer, so. True. As much as I love hearing about you hooking up with people in college, it's, like, my favorite thing to talk to you about. I know. Um, <laughs> but we gotta move on. I keep telling you, it's too much. Move on. You're like, please stop asking me about it. I'm so sick of I'm talking so, about like, it. I'm so, like, you asked me all these details and, like, what lines I used and all that. And I'm just like, okay, obsessed. What is going on? As much as I'll I... get you their numbers. Don't <laughs> worry. You can talk to them. Please. Uh, I need a full review. Love songs and breakup songs. Uh-huh. List some. <laughs> please. <laughs> List some... Um, Please. What are some love songs? Okay, so we'll start out by saying we have a running joke that a ridiculous song will play, and we'll go, babe, they're playing our song. That's our song. Because we also don't call each other babe. Nope. No. I call you Babs. Uh Uh-huh. And I'll call you Bebs. Yeah. So it's basically babe, but it's different. <laughs> it's very different. It it developed from, like, just saying things funny and, like, we'd say babe and baby and then that turned into bubby and babby and, like, we just kept saying really, really weird things until, like, finally. I don't even know if we, we didn't even talk about it, though. It just sort of, like, one day I started calling you bubs and it kind of stuck and then you started calling me babs and it stuck. Yeah. Because we just started saying weird words for babe or baby and then we just found one that felt right and we we stuck with it that's pretty much it that's pretty much how it went but yeah and so that's another thing is we don't call each other babe but when we do that bit we're always like babe but they're playing our song Mm -hmm. so it's like get low and we're like this is our song this is it it's our moment and our song oh my god and we have confused a couple people not a ton of people, but a couple people. No, we're pretty we're pretty obvious. Yeah, we're I feel like we're pretty obvious. We've huh. confused a couple drunk people. How yeah. about that? Okay, so love songs. Mm-hmm. I know they're out there. <laughs> I know it to be true. I think Harvest Moon 
uh, is a great one mm-hmm. by maybe Neil Young. I think it's Neil Young. I'm that sounds right. It's Neil Young. Okay. That one's nice. What's the one that's not really a love song? It might be a breakup song. It is a breakup song, and it's And So It Goes. <laughs> <laughs> I love And So It Goes. Well, I love the moment where it says... Um, and you can make decisions, too. And you can have this heart to break. And yes. That's my, yeah, that's my favorite part of this I song, I love too. that part I love of that song. Part. Uh, yeah. And you can make decisions, too. And you can have this heart to bend or break. I know it's break, but I was trying to do parody, so you did not get sued. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Oh my god, he's always thinking about me, guys. Mm -hmm. Um, we because we listened to that song. I I told you we used to sing that song like the seniors would sing that song for like varsity choir. And it always made me cry. It's very weird. I know. It's very strange. But the thing is, like, at the end of the year concert, any senior who came to the end, of, like, or any, um, like, alum that came to the concert could, like, get up on stage with everybody and sing yeah. it because they always sing it every year. And that song always made me cry, like, since the, the first time I heard it. And so there was one time, it was, like, relatively early into us. Like, we had been dating for a couple months at that point. Yeah. And I played the song for you, and we were making dinner. And I played the song for you, and I started crying in the kitchen. You just, like, held me. It was very sweet. You, you're who introduced it to me. Yeah. So. And so I was, I was the one that introduced this fucking breakup song. And he's like, maybe it can be our song. And I'm like, it's a, we can't have a breakup song as our song. But we could. We could. We could have it be a, it can be a special song. Yeah. We're still trying to locate our song. No, we found it. It's everywhere. <laughs> every, every song every is our song. song. Jesse's Girl. Great fucking song. <laughs> I do love that song. <laughs> banger dude uh i know oh i was randomly my roommate sang this song yesterday but now i can't remember it it goes you um i don't who sang it michael or dora 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 sang it yeah no i don't know boy boy sings song Voicing song about say oh say something I'm giving up <laughs> on you. That is also a breakup song. <laughs> no, I know I said that was a breakup song. Oh, I thought you were like oh there's also a no 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 that's a breakup song but that was a breakup song for uh, one of my more recent relationships and you know there we go. <laughs> so that's a breakup song. That is a breakup song. I used to, I had gone through a few love songs. That were mostly breakup songs. Yeah. So I felt like it was time to switch it over to, to actual breakup songs. I was, you know, I'm a big fan of Death Cab for Cutie. Was mm-hmm. a bigger fan of Death Cab for Cutie back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so I will follow you into the dark, you know. That's a good one. Slapper. Yeah. <laughs> you just combine it's a banger and it slaps. <laughs> You're dang right. It's a slapper. (laughs) Yep. Casey said that when he was first inspired to tell me that he loved me, something that inspired him to do so was hearing a song on the radio, and it was very sweet, and he cannot remember what the song is. I have no idea. He has no idea at all. It's now officially way too late. It's No, no, no. I, I, I know you'll never remember. 
I know that it's never, it's just never going to happen. But that's why I'm like, we got to find a different song. Yep. So there are songs that I hear that I think that remind me of you, that I think about you. Uh, yeah, like and what? I usually send them to you. Oh, um, um, Ben Hartley, Little Pieces of You. That one song, the... Pieces of you. Pieces of <laughs> All upon your, your wall, for the world to see. It's pictures of you. <laughs> little no, pieces of you. I'm nearly positive it's little pieces. No. Little pieces? Uh-uh. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I remember my, um, <laughs> when I was in college, uh, one of the albums I posted on Facebook was, this is the clock upon the wall. This is the story of a song. Oh, yikes. <laughs> That's going to be a big yikes for me, dog. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Little Pieces of You by Ben Hartley, which is mm-hmm. not on Spotify, and it makes me furious every time I think it, about it. It's annoying also because the song, like, has a skip. It has a skip in it. <laughs> it has a skip in it. In every single place it is posted, there is a skip in the middle of the song, and it drives me fucking crazy. That's an insane choice. But yeah, it's really cute where it's like, you are my lover, my cornerstone, your best friend that I've ever known. Your wind keeps me sailing on my love, you baby now. Um, and I just love at the end where really the lyrics are just, oh, where have you been? Where have you been hiding till now? You're mm-hmm. beside me. Right by me, you're standing, which is cute. Also, I Don't Mind by Brian Fallon. Yeah, really good one. That's a good one. That always makes me think of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and... <laughs> all your exes which is the one that's i want to live in a world where all your exes are dead uh <laughs> have i shown you that one or I have i kept that so. okay i have to show you that one it's very cute okay it's i mean like yes it is about like i want to live in a world where all your exes are dead but sure. it's like but it's very sweet it starts out like i know that where you've been where uh i know where you've been who you love or but is a part of who you are but that maturity ship sails when I hold you in my arms. And then it's basically like, I want to live in a world where there are no exes at all. Like, uh, you were waiting for me to be the first one you'd fall for. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's a very cute and funny song. And that's exactly how I feel about you. Oh, that's very cute. <laughs> where it's like, you are who... And we, we talked about this on Wedding Weekend, where I was like, everything that you have done and, like, all the people that you have been with make you who you are and make you the person that I love so much. And that's the same thing for me, like all of my past experiences and all my exes and makeouts and hookups and la da da. But um, also fuck all of them. I hate them. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't hate them, but you know, yeah, I get you. Yeah. yeah. And you always reassure me. It's the most poetic, beautiful ways. Yeah, absolutely. You're- and he fucking forgets what he says and it makes me so mad because he says the sweetest things and then he forgets that he says them and i'm like how can you think of such beautiful things and then immediately forget them because words are but wind shared between two. <laughs> oh my gosh um that's probably the best thing I've ever said. No. I mean, actually, yes. It's very poetic, and no, I will write not. it down. Please don't. One of my favorite things you've ever said is, there are two things that you've said that I love so much that I wrote them down. One was, I could definitely be a cult leader. Yeah. Um, Who was going to stop me? That was one thing that you said when we were on a road trip. And then another thing you said when we were painting your room was, if you want to... <laughs> 
if you want to play patty cake with fate, you do it on your own time. <laughs> there you go, one. Every time I think about it, it makes me laugh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I... I think that that is beautiful, though, that we don't have... I mean, it is going to be really annoying um, eventually, I feel. What? Not eventually. I mean... Not like, having a song? Yeah. Because uh-huh. usually people, like, their first dance at their wedding is their song. We'll, we'll just play a jumbled mix of 10 seconds of 16,000 different songs. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, but who the fuck cares? They're at a castle. <laughs> gonna carry their castle they gonna look at stone while we have a great time going babe it's our song babe it's our song oh my god that over and over again every 10 seconds every 10 seconds okay never mind i'm back on board while people fall into a fever dream i'm absolutely back on board like never mind pump acid into the room oh my god okay i've been really enjoying this taylor swift resurgence not resurgence she never went anywhere but like her releasing like her version of all of the songs oh right yeah except i do i get mad because i'm like this is like the only time i've ever been like a good solid healthy relationship and now all these fucking breakup bangers are coming out and it's like i can't even enjoy them and like i don't want to but like right i enjoy them but it's like you know i was like where were these where were these when i freaking needed them oh my god that is a bummer this is my opportunity to indulge because I have you on the podcast. Yeah. Um. Was um. Uh. Was what? Like, what's what's a fun thing about dating me? Do you like about dating me? Um. Okay. I'll break these into two different questions. Okay. The first one is like, what's the best part? And the best part is our communication, by far and away. You're quite good at communicating your emotions and what you need and not putting emotional weight on me to have some type of reaction or I don't know like you can take care of yourself it's fantastic it's the best thing in the world I love it dearly. Yay! Uh, that actually makes me feel really happy because I think some of my fear with like some of my communication and communicating my feelings is that I always hope that I don't put too much on you. And I'm always mm-hmm. like, let me just like, I need to put this out there in the air and like I'll be okay and I'm working on myself and I'm trying things, but I never want you to, like I never want to give you, I never want to take my weight and put it on you. Right. Yeah. Totally. And so that's my favorite thing. Okay. Or the best thing. And then the coolest thing, um, other than your butt, <laughs> is, I think it's just, like, our ability to goof off and do, like, car drives and talk about horror films, mm-hmm. or, I mean, it comes down to communication in a different way, mm-hmm. but it's just, Yeah. Our ability to have, like, a really good time talking about whatever we're talking about. Yeah. I never get tired of talking to you. Mm-mm. Me neither. Yay. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, and I love that. I love that we're such goobers. And that also I can use, like, 
I feel like half the time we talk to each other, it's like, oh my gosh, oh what my are gosh. you doing? And oh, just, yeah. Yeah, just being really, like, silly and goofy and the fact that we were, like, most recently on a very long car ride together and just uh, was, you you just made it so much better. Good. There are other people in the car and they contributed. I don't want to, I don't want Meh. it. <laughs> I mean, did they? We had our own little backseat party. It was so fun. Heck yeah. We spent half the time trying to figure out how to sleep comfortably. It was great. It was so good. Yeah, but just, um, I'm really excited for all, like, the future trips and things. Because trips were a thing that we weren't able to do for a while. I mean, like, you don't, you, I'm, I say you don't usually do this. I don't even know how do relationships work but it, it was kind of like there was a very there's a very long time where literally all of our dates were were just going to someone's apartment and like cooking food and watching a movie and that was it and and it was great and I did love that and I loved that aspect of our relationship but now like taking this show on the road super yeah. awesome totally okay I only have one question left for you okay Casey Dunn what does love feel like? <laughs> oh man. Um. All right, let's try to let's try to visualize this. So, I the what comes to my mind is like my heart is trying to pull itself out of my rib cage to attach itself to the other heart across the way and like if those two hearts could just like fuse into one like then that would be contentment but it's the simultaneous act of like having a good time doing that and also the pain of that it cannot ever fully occur and that's love the like duality of it it feels so good and sometimes it hurts so good wow mm -hmm. that's a great answer <laughs> uh uh-huh thank you well charlotte yes charlotte rose york yes from my understanding, you have not ever actually answered this question. And so I think it's finally time to turn the microphone on you. What does love feel like to you? Oh my goodness. Okay, so it's wild because I started this podcast because I loved love, but I had never been in love before. And... I had experienced something that I thought was close, but now that, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to negate any of my past feelings, and I do think that there are, like, different versions of love, but now just being in love, like, beyond a shadow of a doubt, and being in love with such an amazing person, and, like, constantly feeling that love, and feeling so loved and appreciated, and so wonderful, um, <laughs> this was the thing that came to mind and I tried not to think too hard about this because I knew it was, a, it was a big question and I always spring it on people and I always get them drunk and make them answer it when they're like not super, super like eloquent or whatever. And I always love all of their 
answers. But I think it's really funny that you said what you said because I have felt like love feels like something like just pouring out of you like forcefully like and that sounds I don't want to say forcefully like it's bad it's so not eloquent but it's like like light and it is so strong and powerful that you like physically cannot contain it and it just like comes out of you with like a like your heart really does feel like it's just going to burst out of your out of your chest and just live on the outside <laughs> cuz you're just so like you just can't even contain it anymore and more specifically I know that very recently with you I almost wish there was a stronger word cuz mm-hmm. I was like I can't just keep saying I love him like <laughs> I love him so much. I continue to fall more and more in love with him. And um and yeah, it feels like no words will ever be enough to describe it cuz it's just coming out of you and you oh. just and you just don't even know what to say. You just don't. You just don't. Mhm. Well, that's why I think like the first time you like I for me, the first time I say love like i'll love you or something is like like to me that's the throwing your hat over the wall or something it's like a commitment not to how i feel in the moment but what i know that feeling can become because like that love in that moment is the most shallow it'll ever be it's only going to be more like carved and defined and refined the more i say it and it's only gonna have like more, more to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. All tears in my eyes. Oh my gosh. Those gotta get out of there. Oh you my gotta let them blow. Gosh. Yeah. Um. Cry. It's stop. <laughs> you know I will. Um. Yeah. When you. When you told me you loved me for the first time, I was not expecting it. And then you said it, and I was so happy and excited because I definitely felt it. And I'm pretty sure the first thing I said was, Really? <laughs> you say, Yeah, I said, I love you too. <laughs> um, and I do. Yay. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, Bubs, thanks for being on the podcast. No probs. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Did you have fun? I had a good time. You yes, had a good time? I had a lot of fun. Okay, good. I think you have a lot of good opinions on things. And I'm very I'm very glad that I mean we talk about this shit all the time, but yeah. I'm I'm very happy that you were able to come in on the season finale. Season finale. The season finale in which Charlotte Rose finally tells people what she thinks love feels like nice thank you follow me on instagram at love drunk pod you can follow me on twitter at love drunk pod you can follow me personally on instagram at oh charlotte rose you can follow me personally on twitter at oh char rose casey plug your stuff uh okay if you want a completely different podcast just an absolute (laughs) different podcast experience you can go over to uh 
city of town and improvise dungeons and dragons adventure i didn't even talk about how you got me into D D. it's no. disgusting i'm a big i'm a big old nerd now because i nice. love D because of casey shit. we make up improvised D D adventures on the spot it's very fun mm-hmm. high energy Good for people just getting into Dungeons and Dragons. Can confirm. It's a very good gateway drug. Yep. Otherwise, you're just gonna uh, have to wait for more content from me because I'm working on other stuff, but it ain't ready yet. It ain't Uh, ready yet. Or you can hire me. You can go to (laughs) row5.co and hire our commercial production company. But we might be pricey. Yeah. I'm trying to save up for fucking weddings. Yeah, he's trying to save up for a wedding, guys. Don't be freaking greedy, dude. (laughs) Go pay them for the work they do. (laughs) (laughs) I had so much fun with you. I can't wait to get all cuddled up and watch the last two episodes of the Lula Rowe documentary. I'm stoked. I've been looking forward to it all day. Yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, well... Thanks again, Bubs. Thank you. I love you very much. Love you too. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh my gosh. Well, I guess all I have left to say is be loved and stay drunk, my friends. We love you. Good night.